So I wanted to project myself forward to age 80 and say, okay, now I'm looking back on my life. I want to have minimized the number of regrets I have. And you know, uh, I knew that when I was 80, I was not going to regret having tried this. You, you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. And it's totally true. And the reason is, uh, is because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. up. You know, just, if, and if, if, I mean, if, if the outcome is exciting enough, then, then taking a big risk is worthwhile. In a world that's changing so quickly, the biggest risk you can take is not taking any risks. How can you build the next $100 billion startup? And before you click off, let me tell you something. With an idea, proof of concept, and some principal strategic thinking, you can raise money in this world. One thing that I've learned in the past few years is people have money. Money is in abundance. What's not in abundance is good ideas. And I'm going to bring you through my strategy as to how I will build the next $100 billion startup and how you can too. I want to reiterate this point. You can go so far with an idea, a proof of concept and speaking to the right people. The internet is allowing society to become more meritocratic. You can get in contact with anyone that you want. Investors, angel investors, businessmen, whoever you want, you can find it on the internet. Use it to your advantage and build the next $100 billion startup. This is a compilation of knowledge, of messages, of Peter Thiel type philosophy, in which I want to share with you today. You may be asking yourself, how in the world does someone come up with the idea of the next $100 billion startup? How in the world do they do it? The next idea for the next $100 billion startup is actually in plain sight. Yes, it is. The people that are going to build the next $100 billion startup, you've probably already thought of their idea. Paradoxically, this is something that people have already thought about, yet not acted upon. This is your chance to act. To build the next $100 billion startup, firstly, let's talk philosophy. You need to have a level of determinism. The future is not random. The future is not chance. You can be deterministic. Take control of the future, shape it, morph it, and create the next startup. Think back to Bill Gates. Think back to Steve Jobs. The level of determinism that they had, the incomprehensible level of determinism, of futuristic thinking, that was encapsulated by these two men, is something that you should aspire to do. What they did was fundamentally see the future, shape the future, and create the future. And there's no reason why you cannot be on that list too. Imagine just how much of a revolutionary man Steve Jobs was. He envisioned the idea of having a computer within your phone. He envisioned the idea of having a computer within your pocket. This was the iPhone. Such a revolutionary idea brought into fruition, brought into the world. If we do not create the future, the future will not be good. Indefinite optimism is dangerous. The idea and the hope that the future will be good. However, no one is actually building to create the future to be good. We've experienced stagnation in the past 20, 30, 40 years. Now is the time to change that. This is how you can build the next $100 million startup. So to find out how to create the future, this stems from secrets. There are two types of secrets within this world. 
This includes secrets of people and secrets of nature. Secrets are defined as something in which is hard to do, in which has not yet been solved. This is in comparison to a mystery, in which is something that is pure impossible to do. On the other hand, there is also a convention. This is something in which everyone knows. Fundamentally, a secret is something that is very hard to do and has not yet been solved. You need to identify the secrets within society. Secrets of nature are found within the physical world. However, secrets of people are things that people do not know about themselves or things that they hide because they do not want others to know. An example of a secret, well, let's take a story trip back to Facebook during inception phases. Whilst now it may seem obvious and evident, Facebook back then was uncovering secrets. In fact, Facebook was not the only social media provider back in the day. You had other platforms including MySpace, Friendster, and so on and so forth. However, these other social networking platforms previously had the idea that pseudonyms and disguised identities would be used online. This would include a pretend name and avatar. Other social media platforms did the same. However, Facebook uncovered secrets. Facebook uncovered the most important secret towards the $100 billion startup. This was the fact that individuals didn't want pseudonyms. They wanted real identity online. This was a secret about people in which prevailed Facebook to become the next big thing. And you have to note, whilst it may seem obvious now, back then it was not. Facebook uncovered a secret. Facebook cracked the code of real identity. At the time, this was a secret that nobody knew about. Facebook cracked the code. So where do you actually look for secrets in the modern day? And it's actually, well, fairly simple. The best place to look for secrets is, well, where no one else is actually looking. Most people think only in terms of what they've been taught. In fact, the schooling system aims to impart conventional wisdom. So you may ask yourself, are there any fields that actually matter that have not yet been standardized or institutionalized? Physics is a very common major university study. Furthermore, physics aims to identify and claims to identify that they know everything that there is possibly to know. However, on the other hand, let's talk about something like nutrition. Nutrition is barely studied at universities at all. Nutrition, most of the studies done, was 30, 40 years ago, had serious flaws. Actually, we know more about faraway stars than we do with nutrition. Nutrition is a great example of a domain in which has been undiscovered which is likely to contain secrets. Uh, I think every moment in the history of business happens only once. You know, the next Mark Zuckerberg won't be starting a social networking site, the next Bill Gates won't start an operating system, um, you know, the next Elon Musk won't start a Tesla electric car company. Um, and, uh, and so, and so, there, and, and so I, I, what, I, what I always push back on uh, really strongly is that there's some kind of straightforward formula because we're always looking for some sort of pseudo-scientific formula. Um, you know, science starts with the number two, with things that are sort of experimentally repeatable, but, uh, but great businesses is, are zero to one. It's, it's, they're always one of a kind. And so there, there is always this anti-formulaic quality. The next thing to look for is to create something brand new. We have enough restaurants in London. Indian cuisine prestige restaurants in London. 
we have enough media marketing organizations. Fundamentally, creating another yoga studio in London is not going to be your $100 billion company. People have already done it over and over again. You have to create something brand new. Interestingly, according to Peter Thiel, the monopoly is the criteria for all successful companies. All successful companies experience monopolistic features, some more than others, but all successful companies have this trait of being monopolistic. This is the fundamental question that people really need to ask themselves. What valuable company is nobody else currently working upon? It seems so obvious. It seems so clear. What valuable company is nobody else currently working upon? And paradoxically, as I mentioned previously, these are ideas that pre people have usually already thought about, but have deemed as too speculative, as too abrupt. For example, the idea of the first reusable rocket company, or perhaps the first augmented reality contact lens company, or a company that solves full self-driving. These are domains in which are undiscovered. People have not done these. These are brand new ideas. We have had enough Indian cuisines in London. We have had enough yoga studios in Central Park. We need something brand new, and you need to come up with the idea of something brand new. On this point, as we'll speak about momentarily, via the creation of something brand new, instantaneously you garner 100% market share of that domain that you've created. Instantaneously and innately, you are a monopoly. Be monopolistic, create something brand new, think outside of the box, and actually, competition, I would argue, is for losers. There is no point creating another Indian restaurant, another yoga studio, especially if these domains are incredibly competitive. You need to create something brand new to create the next $100 billion company. And it seems fair to say, looking back at other companies like Google, Palantir, Facebook, these companies had one thing in common, 10x improvement over any viable other competitor. Innately, when you create something brand new, fundamentally and in theory, this garners a theoretical 1000% improvement when it comes to competitive edges. If you create something new, you instantaneously get a 10x better improvement over any viable competitor. You need to have something brand new, a 10x better improvement. Marginal improvements are not good enough. Marginal improvements will not make you the next $100 billion company. Fundamental lesson learned is build a monopoly. Do not compete build a monopoly and create something brand new. So why does Mars make sense? The goal of Tesla and SolarCity is to minimize the existential threat of, um, of a delayed transition to a sustainable energy economy. Mm. The purpose of SpaceX is to help make life multiplanetary. If life as we know it is multiplanetary, then the probable length of existence of human civilization is much greater. So on that point, you may ask yourself, well, competition is good, right? At least that's what we've been told from conventional wisdom. But no, monopolization is the fundamental truth behind capitalism. The ideal company should be a creative monopoly. I'm not talking about illegal monopolies. I'm not talking about bullies. I'm talking about creative monopolies. Companies that gain a huge market share, that innovate, that create good for society. That is what you want to be, and that is what you can be, and that is what will create the next $100 billion company. Competition is actually for losers. I mean, just look at the airline industry. The airline industry is within perfectly competitive markets. It consists of undifferentiated airline companies. 
All companies within the airline industry are within perfect competition. And over the long run, none of these companies make profit. They do say, as common knowledge, that if you want to become a millionaire, the fastest way to do so is to become a billionaire and then buy an airline company. You'll lose all your money and become a millionaire. The airline industry, as we'll see momentarily, is the greatest example of why competition is for losers and why you need to monopolize and create something brand new. Check this. The, the US airline industry serves millions of passengers per year. It also generates hundreds of billions of dollars per year. But in 2012, with the average airline fee costing $178, the airlines only made 37 cents per passenger trip. Compare this to Google. Google captures far more value. In fact, whilst Google brought in $50 billion in 2012 compared to $160 billion for the airlines, Google kept 21% of revenues of profit. This is more than 100 times the airline industry. Whilst the airlines compete with one another, Google stands alone. Within perfectly competitive markets, there is a range of undifferentiated commodity companies. Thus, the market has pricing power. In comparison to the company, profits over time are totally eliminated within perfectly competitive markets. Under perfect competition, nobody makes economic profit. However, the opposite to perfect competition is being monopolistic. A creative monopoly. Within creative monopolistic practices, the company sets the price. A monopoly owns the market and therefore can set the price. Let's take the example of a Twitter AI automation tweeting tool. In other words, this is a tool for Twitter in which you can schedule tweets, you can use AI to generate tweets, and overall you can grow your personal Twitter brand via this amazing AI-generated tool. Nobody else does this. This is the first tool to ever do this. This tool is created over a period of months with little overheads via code, and fundamentally this tool has created its own market. It is a monopoly. Users of the tool are happy to pay 20, 30, 40, $50 per month for this tool. This is because the tool is innately valuable. The profits that the monopoly generates are reinvested back into the company to disincentivize any other potential competitors. And also, fundamentally, there is no other tool or way to do this. The question you need to ask yourself is what valuable company is nobody else currently building? And how can you gain a value of this market? All successful companies are a matter of monopolization. You need to create something new and you need to monopolize. The fourth way to create the next $100 billion company is via foundations. A terrible mistake I believe I commonly see within business is the lack of emphasis on the foundations of the company. This paradoxically should be the area in which you spend the most time focusing upon. Similarly to a house, the necessity of having strong foundations could not be more overemphasized. In fact, if you have poor foundations on a house, regardless of what you build on top, the house is going to come crashing down because the foundations are terribly weak. Foundations are fundamental for business. When I speak about foundations, I'm speaking about the founding team, the original co-founder. This is the most important domain of your business. A co-founder is like a marriage partner. Someone you will be with 24-7 for tens and tens of years, every day, every second, together. Let me ask you a question. I mean, would you marry someone you randomly met at the casino? No way. The same is true for business. You would never marry or go into business, co-found a company with someone you randomly met at a networking event, someone you randomly know on Twitter, your mentor, someone you don't know well. You want to co-found your company with someone who has life experience with you. 
you've known them for 5, 10, 15 years, someone you can trust, someone you can be honest with. Foundations of your company is the most important part. Otherwise, eventually, the company will come crashing down. In fact, if you've co-founded your company with someone at a networking event that you met on a random Saturday, someone you met in the casino, or someone you randomly have seen down the street, your company will come crashing down. Someone will get betrayed, relationships will be screwed, and the business will not succeed. Foundation is the most important part of your organization. The most important decision you can make at a young age, who you spend your time with, where you live, and what you do with your time. You should focus now on how you can generate relationships, who your co-founder can be for your next $100 billion company. There is no reason why you cannot build the next $100 billion company. In fact, go ahead. This should be a brief introduction as to why and how you can start off building your $100 billion company. I want to reiterate once again, money is in abundance, but good ideas are not. You need to come up with a brand new idea, a monopoly. Think of something new. You don't want to create the next media marketing agency. You don't want to create the next yoga studio. You want to create something brand new. Look into the future. You're going to be surprised as to how much money you can raise, how much contacts you can gain, and the team that you can build via an idea and a proof of concept. You do not need to have a crystallized product. You can go so far with an idea. Go ahead and build your next $100 billion company.